All right, all right. We are live. We are live. On the air. And ready to jive. <laughs> Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. I'm Jason, and we got Casey. As always. On the mic. Yeah, yeah. Check one, check two. What it do? <laughs> I didn't have enough coffee, or else I'd have gone another bar on that one. Oh, is that the false anointing? Yeah, Pocky's with us this morning. Straight from the 808. 808. That's right. 808. We got Pocky in the house. I said, yeah, I got to get my coffee. He's like, yeah, I got to get that false anointing. <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so we're we're back. We're excited. Um, again, another one of these, who are we going to have on? What are we going to talk about? And uh, the Lord just always provides. He, and He provides who he wants. That's right. You know, to come and talk about what he wants to talk about. It's just cool to be a part of it, dude. We're not even really driving this train. It's just kind of driving yeah, itself it, right now. It probably seems, you know, I, I kind of feel like when we started the Salty Dogs podcast that we broke every podcasting rule in the book. <laughs> we really did. I, I, mean, started, I started doing research and they were just like, you got to do this and you got to do that and this and that and the other. And I'm just like, well, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. And one of the things I know that we haven't done that I've thought about, but it seems to work out is we, we don't have a schedule. Like I know we're going to record every other Saturday, yeah. but we don't have people in the books. And I mean, we've made the ask. It sounds like we're unorganized, but let me tell you that things are coming together and they stay together and it's pretty cool. So yeah. Pocky was kind of like a, Hey man, can you, can you jump on? And you know, we want to talk about some stuff. And he was like, Oh, I don't do well with cameras. I'm like, bro, it's audio. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse number one. Mark that one off the page. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a little bit of introduction to, uh, for Pocky. He, uh, we, I didn't even, I didn't even meet Pocky first. My wife met Pocky first. And so here at 444, 445 North Market here in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. ICT, baby. Don't tell them where we're at. <laughs> they might come, they'll come, come, they'll down, come get dude. us. No, yeah. they're not going to burn it down. The yeah, that's love me. Oh, I don't, I, I don't care if they know where we're at. That's where, our, that's where the source meets. And so, um, my wife, um, some time ago, year and a half, maybe or so, just really felt the Lord prompting her to come pray over this building and pray on the steps. And one day she's out there with her sister, Christine and Christine was on and, um, Pocky comes pulling up in a big yellow bus with a couple of other people. And, and of course they didn't know each other, but, uh, I guess Pocky starts taking pictures of the building and my wife's just like, is that man taking photos of us? And so, so anyways, they, they, they meet each other and realize that, uh, there's a, just, you know, there's a mutual connection with the building and just immediately, yeah, immediately there was this, this is our brother in Christ kind of connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this yeah. guy's family, there's something about him. And so, um, Pocky is, would you, would you say your lead pastor at church on the street or what would you call yourself? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the title I've been given. That's yeah. the title. Okay. Yeah. Just so we could fit all his roles yeah. in a box. Yeah. We, right, we call him right. lead, yeah. lead pastor. Of, I, I just, I just rather have people just call me Pocky or brother Pocky. Brother Pocky. Spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> BP. BP. Yeah. BP if you want to get spiritual. Yeah. 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 If you want to get spiritual, just call me brother Pocky. But. Well, good, good morning, brother Pocky. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful day in the Lord and it's yeah. good to have you here. Hot, bl too blessed to be stressed, brother. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, white people. Uh, <laughs> holy moly. <laughs> What well, it it's funny for, because for the, the record I I am white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the record, he's the only white person at in the, the room. Table. Yeah, I'm, Actually, I'm a little white too. I got some 25 percent in me. Yeah, I've got I've got 50 percent Caucasian, so I'm just only 50 percent offended right. at that. So yeah. Oh well, you're only half white privilege then. That's white. Yeah, um, that's white. That's right. That's white. You're writing 50 percent WP. Oh my gosh. So so really no 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 that's fine. The reason we wanted to bring Pocky in is I think Pocky has an amazing story. He's got a, uh, a testimony of just how actually uh, street ministry changed your life. You were brought yes. to the Lord through somebody's street ministry efforts. That's right. And then now you are actively involved in weekly street ministry. Yeah. And so uh, what we want to do is just kind of hear your story and then where I kind of want to dive in and our topic for this morning is street ministry and, and, and specifically uh, homeless ministry. Um, and so I just kind of talked a little bit to you about this before we started recording about how homeless ministry seems like an easy go-to 
for um, for ministry. Like, hey, you know, let's let's do something. Um, so let's go feed the homeless. And so I'm, I've I've done that before. You know, years ago, I really felt it was prompted by the Lord, and and it was really interesting. But um, you know, I don't want to assume anybody's hearts in the matter, and you know that kind of thing. But we we know what it's like to to come from a heart of works and a place of works, and feel like we're doing a good thing and making a difference. And and in actuality, sometimes it could be could become detrimental, and it can be fed by the flesh. Um, and so, anyways, we just kind of want to dive into a couple of those topics. So, um, if you think you're going to get your feelings hurt by this topic, keep listening. So, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we, <laughs> and we're not hoping to hurt feelings. We we. Want to we want to uh, encourage yeah we want to encourage we we want the podcast to be sharp you know what I mean we this is what we desire for our conversations we want it to cut uh, we want it to to skim to shave to slice and dice and get some spiritual uh, surgery going on yeah, so get it skinny down man yeah you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course we rely on the Holy Spirit to do that because that's his job yeah we just have that's conversations about the things we we want to talk about right and and what's interesting even I mean and with the homeless ministry what's even more interesting is the concept of what's it like to be a church without a building you know what I mean like right. I want I'm gonna be in, I'm interested in talking about that and like talking about when your congregation literally has no money, <laughs> you know, yeah. how you, what's, what that's yeah. all about, what that's like, just like relying wow. in faith and like, and like hanging in there tooth and nail with, you yeah. know, and, and like watching the Lord provide. So, yeah, yeah the ministry, they, their ministry is called church on the street, right? So yeah, they don't define what they're doing as a church building, but the people on the street. And so, Bucky, we're going to let you talk, man. I no. swear. We're gonna, we've done enough prefacing. We've done enough introducing. You're You've awesome. We love pre-faced. you. That's right. I you're love here. You love you guys. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit. You're originally from Hawaii. You're part, are you full Samoan, part Samoan? Uh, my, my mom is full-blooded Samoan. My dad, he's a, a half Samoan, half Caucasian. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. His name is uh, Ricky Willis. I've never met him. He's my biological father, mm-hmm. uh, but okay. I've never met him. So yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I know about him. Yeah. But, um, I'm Yep. Uh, born and raised in uh, Southern California, half of my okay. life to my teenage year, and then the other half, um, I grew up in Hawaii, 17 years. Um, and before I went to Hawaii, I was in uh, American Samoa for two years. Mm. Where? American Samoa. Oh, okay. It's Samoa is its own. It's its yeah, own it's thing. Yeah. Okay. Island and yeah. So I'm a, a Samoan descent. Uh, those are my roots. Um Besides Simo- the twenty five percent, yeah, Pocky's a he's a solid dude. White rice, baby, white rice, white rice, <laughs> white rice beans, beans, rice, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> that that's a Hispanic motto, oh, too. Yeah, man. that is so, actually yeah, that's my it's, pastor. It's, it's cross cultural, brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, except for in white people. So, go ahead, Pocky. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I just I grew you know half my life in California, like I said, in, in Hawaii, and. Um, you know, uh, come. You know, my testimony is just like many others. You know, like yours and Pastor Jason and, and many others. You know, we all came from broken backgrounds. You know, and so uh, um, that kind of led led me to uh, some bad decisions and getting involved in drugs and dealing drugs and bringing drugs in from San Francisco to Hawaii and and uh, being a part of a little organization there you mm. know that that uh was responsible actually for bringing mm. crack cocaine to hawaii in the late 80s early 90s wow and so uh and it was a it was a pretty big uh operation there yeah. but uh you know through the brokenness and all that stuff that i've gone through in my life man uh um you know and the bad decisions you know um you know, God used the ministry uh, out there in Hawaii. Of all of all, minis- uh, of all people, it was a Hispanic uh, uh, pastor and his wife that came out of uh, San Jose, California, called Victory Outreach. Oh yeah, and uh, they had a men's home out there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at that time, I was you know in my deepest hour and stuff. You know, uh, almost uh, died. You know, a few times. You yeah. know, and then uh, my mm-hmm. last one was. Uh, that's when I knew that it was time to get right, man, or get left. <laughs> so I heeded to the call, wow. man. And, yeah. uh, you know, God used this pastor. His name is uh, uh, Charlie, and his wife's name is uh, Medallia uh, uh-huh. Morales. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, you know, I've been, I grew up in the church. You know, Samoans, you know, our culture is that we go to church every Sunday. Mm. You know, they, really, that's yeah, that's culture. Everybody, I everybody. Didn't, I didn't realize know, that they'll ring that bell, and when you hear that bell, everybody goes to church on Sunday. Hmm. 
with the Bible, without a Bible, <laughs> you just go to church. How about that? <laughs> and so, uh, so you know, that was the what I kind of understood growing up. And even my dad, you know, um, my adopted dad, um, we talked about, about my biological father, but I had a God-given dad, you know, mm, who adopted amen. me and yeah. my sister. And uh, he, he always took me to church and stuff. But um, it was just routine. It wasn't nothing intimate or personal relationship relationship wise but mm-hmm. it was just a so it was the church substituting for actual relationship yeah yeah kind of like, yeah, commonly like a, we see yeah, that's okay. a good yeah that's a good illustration right there so um <laughs> i knew about church uh knew about god but i didn't know him personally for myself yeah that's know? huge yeah so um huge yeah. huge so pastor uh, the pastor that was uh there through the ministry of victory outreach um you know they were hitting the streets out there in hawaii of all places, you know, they came all the way from California and started a ministry out there. That's a hard street, too, man. Like, I lived in Hawaii for three years, and I knew that was... Uh, there are some places in Hawaii oh, where yeah. you're like, man, this wasn't on the postcards, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, they don't show these in the commercials. No, they don't. <laughs> now, let me tell you, man, we got some hoods out there. I mean, we got some... Uh, Waianae, Waipahu, oh, like... Uh, oh, yeah. Those are... Waipahu is where I lived, and that's... Uh, that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, people don't realize, man, that... Uh, you know, Hawaii, everybody, you know, the world paints a pretty picture, you know, yeah. just kind of like Satan. He paints he paints a pretty picture and, and he doesn't show you behind the scenes, you know, the yeah. things after that, you know. But we have our drug. One of our biggest problems there is drug addiction. Yeah, you know, meth, meth, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah meth. Um, you go to Hawaii right now, you'll see homeless people all over I the mean, beaches. everywhere. You know, yeah. uh, Waikiki. And you never used to see that before. So, um you know what's wild about that is that I know that here in, in Kansas and especially in like Nebraska, some of these Midwestern states have really huge meth problems and people are like, oh, well, it's because those people don't have anything to do. But then you go somewhere like Hawaii, which probably has everything to do and is, is another man's paradise. You know, one yeah. man's hood is another man's paradise, I guess. Yeah. And so these, you know, these, yeah. uh, these, you say, oh, it's because they have nothing to do, but then you still have homeless and meth addicts oh, walking yeah. the streets yeah. of Hawaii. Yeah. And it was like, it was strange. Cause in Waipahu, there's a bridge. Do you know what bridge I'm talking about? Is it, is it so what? They're going towards Eva beach? Yeah. Where there's a bridge and there's an entire shanty town underneath that bridge of people that just sit around shooting up and smoking meth like all day long. I don't know. Oh, I know. You're yeah. talking about the back roads of Waipahu. Yeah. 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 Don't ask me why I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you might but, know some of my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. But go Casey, ahead. Go tell ahead. us more about what you yeah, know while you no. were in the army uh, in Hawaii. No, Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii was great. How old are you? Maybe we might have crossed paths I back mean, then. <laughs> oh goodness, that was an old life. I don't know that life anymore, Pocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah God is praise the Lord. Yeah, I mean, no, really, P-T-L. praise Him. <laughs> yeah, thank God for deliverance. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so, you know, this pastor, uh, they invited me to come to the their ministry, and they had a men's home, and um, at that time, I was at my grandmother's apartment, and... Um you know, just living in the hood. We I lived in a in a neighborhood called Aniani in Waipau, in Waipau, and we call it the one way in and no way out hood. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so. Uh, I was there. I got a hold of these pastors. Uh, they got a hold of me, uh, and um, Christ got a hold of me through them. And so they had a home, and I went into that home. And that ministry was all about, if uh, anybody knows anything about the ministry of Victory Outreach, um, the founder of it is Pastor Sonny Argonzoni, Sonny and Julie Argonzoni, and they came through uh, Teen Challenge. Yeah, He was actually the first. Uh, Nikki Cruz was his uh, best friend. Interesting. Yeah, and so uh, he was the first um, uh, client or first soul, I guess, that did, came into did Teen you Challenge. To, did you go to Teen Challenge? I did not. Okay. I did not. I, came, I went to Victory Outreach. Okay. I was in the, uh, the ministry of Victory Outreach. And, and, if and anybody, that was in Hawaii. That was in Victory Hawaii. Outreach in yeah. Hawaii. Okay. Did they not, they didn't have a Teen Challenge in Hawaii? Or um, I, you know, I'm not sure. I I'm went not to that sure. program. It's a crazy program. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about uh, basic training, huh? No, man. (laughs) Worse? Yeah, I mean, worse. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, if anybody knows anything about Victory Outreach, their whole ministry, when it first began, was to reach out to the drug addicts and prostitutes, the rejects of society, you know, which I was at that time, you know. And so... um, 
I fit in. I, I mean, automatically I fit in, you know, and I've been in the church culture and the church upbringing and stuff. And, Where you didn't fit in. Right. You know, it was like, you know, this is boring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, isn't that I mean, sad? It is. Yeah. It's incredibly sad. Like. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel you. Man. So when I came into this ministry, it's 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 an outreach ministry, you know, that hits to the streets and stuff. And so um that's where I began to, you know, sense, you know, the call of God on my life. Like, man, there's there's something more than just going to church every Sunday and every Amen. Wednesday night Bring and every it. Friday youth service, you know, it's something more than that, you know. And yep. and they you know, they uh they really disciple me and, and encourage me in the Word of God. I love my pastors. They're, I could say that they were my first spiritual parents, you know, as, as far as spiritual mother, father, wow. and stuff, you know, yeah. that, that really taught me. So you were blessed with that. Oh, then. man. Yeah. Oh, I love them. To this day, so, we have a good relationship. So you were discipled by spiritual fathers and or spiritual father and mother, right? Yes. Yes. That's okay. correct. You know, and um, huge. Um, yeah, yeah, they made an impact in my life. They made an impact in my life, most definitely, and uh, a lot of stuff that 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 I do, I've, I've that's what I've learned, you know, from mm. their from their, you know, discipling and praying and speaking life into my spirit, you know, and so, uh, you know, mm. they they planted the seed long time ago, you know, back in the early nineties, uh, and the fruits thereof are are you know prospering mm. from that, you know. And so, so they sowed. God be the glory. They sowed a seed. Yeah. Man. So yeah. you so tell me a little bit about that story. You said that you came to Christ through street ministry. So you were you were there. You were doing your thing. Some people come and they did like a a um, a skit or oh, yeah, a dance yeah, yeah. or what was it yeah it, that's actually how i came to the lord uh victory outreach you know it's a international ministry it mm-hmm. used to be just nationwide you know in the urban cities you know in uh in the united states but now it's internationally known now and um they came to Waipau, and uh one of my boys uh that uh you know we used to you know bang and slang with and all that stuff you know it's in the same neighborhood he had asked me you know if i'd come to this uh to this youth uh, thing. He didn't tell me it was a church play or anything because he didn't think I'd go. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, hey, I need you to come with he me, pulled, man. He pulled the old bait and switch. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Jesus juke. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at that time, you know, we we didn't hang out too much. We didn't have a big clique. You know, we weren't big a big gang or nothing. But, uh, you know, the few that we have, we were some crazy, you know, brothers yeah. when we came together, you know. And so everywhere we went, there was always fights. There's always somebody trying to challenge us, whatnot. You know, if not my, you know, uh, uh, good brother, the other one, you know, somebody. Somebody was always wanting challenges. So he he asked me to come with him so I could watch his back. Well, this dude set me up, man. It was a church play from the get, you know. <laughs> and so it was a victory outreach play. And it came out of Oakland, California, under uh, a pastor, Larry Vigil. And um, it was called Cold City Dreams. Hmm. And uh, this is the first time I ever encountered any kind of outreach like this, any kind of skit or drama or plays like this, you know. And so uh, it just uh, it portrayed my whole life, you know, I, really? that I was living <laughs> yeah. at that time, yeah. you know, and I was searching. I was looking, man. you know, for a way out. And, man, it was like God just showed it right in front of me. I mean, <laughs> he's like, yo, I wrote this play about man. you, Pocky. Do you want to see it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, he's... I recognize these characters. You know, I recognize yeah. the scene. You yeah. know, I said wow. I just lived that. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's got you. He's yeah. got your number, man. When he wants man, you, he's gonna get bro. you. Yeah, when it's time, it's time. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So at the end of that play, man, they made an altar call, gave me, uh, went up there with my friend, you know, my brother, um, and uh, gave our lives to the Lord, man. And uh, you know, I, I stuck with it. I, I went into their home and uh, lived in that home for seven years. Uh, went in there all messed up on crack and and um you know uh, became a staff member then became a home director um lived there with men you know you uh, mean it didn't take only 30 days and you were <laughs> ready to rock and 40 roll day for, fast yeah, <laughs> you were ready to rock and roll for god yeah. after 30 days what do they you didn't mean? they didn't make you sign a card and just go, that, no. even the go. number to me is interesting seven man yeah. like and I, I don't care what anybody says biblical numerology is a real thing and god does work in numbers man and so when i see things like seven and you know or any of the other if you studied anything like that but seven is always one of those things it's the yeah. number of perfection right. you know and right. so that's trippy complete anyway. whole complete yeah. whole yeah yeah 
So after after seven years, and and it wasn't like I'm gonna wait till seven years and then finish. It yeah, just happened no, to be seven no, years. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so uh, I stayed there about seven years, man. And I'm telling you, man, it, it's uh, living with those brothers, man. Um, it was anywhere from we could have anywhere from five guys to fifty guys. Yeah. And at one time, you know, um, being a staff and a home director. I'm telling you, living with 50 men, man, waking up with them and, and praying with them and, and, you know, Bible studies and and discipleship and discipline. It gets, it's raw, man. Oh, bro. You talk about iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Dude, I was in Teen Challenge for 16 months. Dude, I was in the extended stay program. And, uh, <laughs> dude, but I know what you're I, Yeah. Because it's 12 months, but I needed you were, 16. You were on the six-year. And I still didn't graduate. Six-year so. six bachelor degree program. Yeah. yeah. He was that rebellious one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, but man, I, I'm there, man. Like when you're, yeah. in the, especially guys that are coming off the streets oh, and I mean, actively drug addicted, oh, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. There, Sometimes but, it ain't fun, man. I'm no. telling you, man. Uh, you know, your flesh arises a lot, you know, cause you know, you got, and I was the, uh, one of the youngest guys there, you yeah. know, so I'm telling 30, 40, 50 year old guys, man, what to do. Only because I know how to take orders, you yeah. know. I mean, I didn't want to be in that position of leadership or whatnot. You know, I'm in my 20s. Everybody else is, you know, pretty much older than me. Mm-hmm. And um, I understand about taking orders, you know. When yeah. someone gives me orders, when I was in the world, that's what we did, you know. You know, there were consequences if yeah. you didn't follow. So spiritually, same way, you know. And when my pastor says, you're in charge and this is what I want, it's going to get done, yeah. you know, to the fullest, you know. And uh, sometimes older men receiving that from a younger you know brother that just you know gave his life to the lord that yeah. doesn't go well with him like yeah. who's this kid you cause know? a rub yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a pride thing yeah oh yeah, yeah. You know, the more age you get as a man bro yeah know? but it's like it, what an interesting dynamic it's yeah. like i have no control over my life but somebody who just you know got received from the lord something that they never had in the first place. who are you to tell me how to live my life but I can't live my life, which is why I'm here. And, right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really uh, thank God for my pastor and his wife, you know, Charlie and Sister Medallia and the Ministry of Victory Outreach, because they're the ones that, uh, um, that birthed that fire. You know, God used that ministry and these, and these people to birth that fire, you know, in me for, for the loss, because I thought it was just about going to church. Mm. You know, I thought it was just about, you know, giving your life to the Lord and being a productive citizen you know going to work you know stuff like that you know what that that couldn't be further from the truth exactly you know i I never knew there was a call god on my life you know i never knew that man you know god could maybe call you to go back to the streets where you came from you (laughs) know and and go back and reach your brother you know the moses story of going back to egypt oh yeah yeah i mean i never i would have never thought that was me you know but because of uh of of men and women that were rooted in the word of god and in their relationship with Mm, god and had the holy spirit working in them and through them to speak life man that that birthed that in me you mm-hmm. know and so street ministry has been a part of me since then you know, you know what's interesting is, is this makes me think about the kingdom dynamic and it this is these are gonna sound like big phrases the kingdom dynamic and the transfer of dna from a spiritual mo- uh, mother and father to yeah. a child come on right so yeah. when when my wife and i we we procreated and she gave birth to alana there was a transfer of our DNA into that child, and there's a new life that comes. And so that child will now carry attributes um, that point to the DNA of mom and dad. And so this is supposed to be the kingdom dynamic where spiritual mothers and fathers, they care for and love children, a.k.a. disciples of Jesus, and there's a transfer of DNA. And so what happened is you were brought to the Lord by uh, a man and a woman, you know, reborn. reborn. Yeah, Yeah, you were reborn into the kingdom. I mean, obviously, that's the the work of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit used this pastor and his wife. Um, And so then their heart was for people like you, street ministry, you know, people on the street, that kind of thing. And so you came under their care 
um, and into their ministry. And you were there seven years. Yeah. This wasn't just a, you know, well, I've been attending a service for five years. I was in this, Bible school. <laughs> this was, yeah. this was community, like intense living. I mean, and so there was enough time and enough relationship for there to be this DNA transfer. Now I'm not saying that every person that I disciple has to go, you know, have a heart for X, Y, or Z, right. but th- this is an obvious case of this transfer of this heart and this burden, this fire so that you leave that you come here and now you're actively involved in street ministry reaching yes. people that were once like you that's amazing it's an incredible story and even that word fire starting that's a good word for people right now man it's like fire start if you got a fire man then you're called to, you're called to share that right because i mean we we derive a lot of benefits from fire we derive yeah. warmth light like all these different things right and the spirit mm-hmm. is the fire yeah. and if you're carrying it man you need you need to go ahead and keep on pa- and keep on passing it you know and yeah. so just that in itself is just such an incredible word because i think a lot of people like we've been you know talking about for a long time is that you know people just don't they don't understand it yet you know what i mean what discipleship truly is it's not attending a service and a class on sunday morning like you're we're talking about seven hard hard long years of of some of some tough tough ministry man you know and that like gosh the 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 fire is apparent in you you know what i mean and so if people are wanting to see what that's like man and, and so when you look at you or, or if i look at you and i'm like man man pocky has got it dude but what how you got it the way you had to get it you know is just so much different i think than the way that we that that we want to ascribe or prescribe to every single christian you know is fire begets fire yeah fire begets fire. that's it you know i mean when you get burned you can't you can you know, be quiet about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're literally getting burned <laughs> yeah. in the natural, you're going to scream, yeah, you're going to yeah, shout, yeah. you're going to say, help, something. <laughs> yeah. You know, so spiritually, same thing. You know, I mean, when, when the, the fire of, uh, of God gets stirred up in you and, and, and the call of God on your life is it gets stirred up in you, you just, you can't sit. You, yeah. You, it shouldn't be boring. No, man. It's exciting. Street ministry is exciting, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, um, it's rewarding. It's very rewarding, man, to see someone come off the street and, and to give their lives to the Lord and, and, and to get discipled, you know, into a ministry or, or, or you know, get involved in a ministry in the body of Christ where they're being discipled, you yeah. know, and being taught, you know, in the Word of God, you know, but just to learn to have a relationship, you know, with the Lord, because there's a lot of people out there on the streets that are unchurched. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that are backsliders, a lot of people that uh, will not go back to church because being hurt in church, you know? And so, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see them restored, you know? And, it's I'm telling you, man. Street ministry, it's it's a whole different ball game. It's a different arena, you know. And um, but it's 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 a, a lot of hardship, just like any other ministry. But um, yeah. So tell me. So we we got we got some really awesome background, yeah. man. Pocky, I appreciate you sharing your story. I know you've it's told awesome me a little testimony. bit, but it's really cool just digging digging a little deeper and, and listening and and just hearing about how you know you've you had some seeds planted and you just came from a really dark place and then you're you're you know taken in as a disciple and and it's just really amazing man it and and it shows me this progression of how this street ministry that you're a part of or homeless or what do you, what do you want us to call it street ministry you okay with that phrase yeah okay so just making sure on the street, you know what i mean, I mean yeah yeah you know. so it it's interesting that for you this seemed like a natural progression not like a fork in the road, like, well, I feel like I need to do something for the Lord, so let's go feed the homeless. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. This ministry was, Bert, what is that, uh, David Wilkerson, um, birth, a call birth to anguish. anguish. Yeah, it's yeah. birth out of anguish. Like, you've been there, you've seen it, you see the hurt, you know the hurt, you've experienced the hurt, but now you've got a heart for people who are in that same place. And it's, it's, it's hard, man, I think sometimes it's hard to have a heart like a true heart and a true burden for that kind of thing. Or a true heart and a true burden at all. At all. Yeah. 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 You can be numb to it, you know. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are, and I'm yeah. one of them, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and me too. And just like we talked about, you know, the foreign, when we were talking about missionaries and like people overseas and different, mm-hmm. you know, our brothers around the world, that was like, man, what you just don't. I think sometimes we have an idea that we've placated in our minds or put together in our minds about what that looks like. But until you go there, you really honestly yeah. do not 
know how little you actually care, you know, even though you say that you care. Right. And so, um, yeah, just, this is just another aspect of that, man. Homeless ministry, street <sighs> ministry. Like, what does that look like in a sense of, man, like how real is it? You know, like. Yeah. So what's, so this is my question. What's the real ministry? Because, you know, this, this is what happens. And we, we, we just as a society have, for the most part, we like to give explanations and like elevator speeches, which is, you know, I'm going to, we're going from the first floor to the second floor. I've got 20 seconds. I'm going to tell you what I do. <laughs> and so people say, well, what is church on the street? And I'm like, oh man, there's awesome homeless ministry and they feed the homeless every Sunday morning. They preach the word and, uh, you know, they have a worship service. It's really amazing. I mean, that's what I say to people. That took me like five seconds. What do you guys do? Like, because from the outside looking in, it's real easy to just say, oh, yeah, it's this group that feeds the homeless every Sunday. But I know it's not just that. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're a ministry, a church that, you know, just serves. Mm-hmm. You know, we come out there to serve with love and wisdom, you know, and, and to, to, That's serve huge. The, to serve the rejects of society. You know, that, that you know society has turned their back on you know or you know it's just kind of the church has neglected or yeah, something. everybody's yeah everybody back yeah on. you know and so you know doing a street ministry you're gonna find out you're never gonna have a, a crowd full of people in the church you know what i'm saying like tens and thousands and stuff or hundreds of people in the church doing the street ministry it's always a few always always a few man and and uh you know the few that we have i thank god for my brothers and my sisters who share the same heart uh for the people for the lost for the streets you know that come out there pc and rashida they do a great job you know and and um and doing praise and worship and, and the different brothers that we have rotating and, and, and ministering, um, you know, we do our best. Yeah. So, who, so tell us who these, uh, you don't have to give us names, but tell us who these people are. Like, do they go to other churches? Do they have a home in it? Are they, you know, it, it, yeah. Where do you get your, your, your people that you know, are when, out there? When I came into this ministry about five, six years ago now, um, I had got out, out of the ministry, the ministry I was a part of, man, it was, it, you know, I got from church hurts mm. so i came out i, I got uh, in a season where i didn't want to go to church no more you know i just i needed to be alone i needed to to lord where are you you know that's the kind of season i was in and, and so yeah you know and so um i was hurt of of doing the same thing the routines you know and whatnot and i knew that there was more to that you know the, on my life my the call of god on my life there's more to that so um I got involved in the in the homeless ministry and in and uh I found out about this ministry through a homeless brother, you know, and all the other brothers and sisters that come, um, I kinda realize that they've all also have come from church hurts, you know, and um things that have been helped, um, you know, uh, things that have been they've seen that's happened, um, church breakups, uh, church division, or just, you know, uh maybe somebody preaching across the pulpit all their business you know whatnot yeah. you know how, stuff like that you know how so, long have you been with church on the street? six bus going on six years now. six years yeah. okay and yeah. the, the ministry's been around how long uh, since 2006 actually 2006 yeah. okay. 2006 so. oh, wow 11 years yeah yeah okay so um yeah you so know. you've so you so your people um this ministry who are out there serving and doing the work they so they like church on the street is their church like yeah, that's it yeah, right yeah they um let's see i'm trying to think yeah actually you know uh now you you know, we do go to other places, you uh-huh. know, like, some, like yeah. myself, you know, sure. myself, you know, I'll come w- with you guys to the source yeah. because, you know, the uh, street ministry is always giving, 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 and you drain yourself of giving, 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 and you don't get poured into. And so I thank God for your guys' ministry, the yeah, source, because the it's a ministry that pours into. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we encourage our, our, our you know, our, our, our brothers and sisters that come out and volunteer faithfully every sure. Sunday, yep. you know, get plugged in somewhere, you know know get plugged in somewhere because you know we need to get you know fed you know i mean we were so busy man in our schedules like oh yeah like that episode 12 we were talking about (laughs) business uh, man yeah you know and so um 
Hey guys, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. We lost about five minutes of audio here, but we're going to dive back in. You didn't miss much. We were just... Uh, you just went Casey. You missed Casey. You missed, you missed Casey. Casey doing Which is his... probably why that thing stopped in the first place. You, Thank you, you know, Lord. That, that might be why. <laughs> for, protecting, for protecting your flock. God, that's probably... That's, that's probably what happened. But yeah, uh, yeah. so 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 Pocky was just uh, Pocky was talking about how um, you know busyness, and he was listening to episode twelve and how that resonated. But their guys are, you know, they they encourage their people to get plugged in and and go places and get poured into. But where where I was leading it when I realized that we we kind of we we lost a little bit of audio was uh, I was asking Pocky just about getting down to the nitty gritty. Like let's pull back the curtain on 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 homeless ministry and, re- and tell us about yeah. what's really going on behind the scenes because again from the outside looking in we can think that all you do is feed the homeless but we want to what do you really do what do you man i always wonder like how hard is it to navigate um the brokenness and and just the the lostness and that lifestyle i mean for me to sit down and pastor and counsel and try and disciple you know casey he's got a job and a wife she's pregnant they have a home and a car and you know what i mean like that's it's different for me sitting here talking to casey than you know sitting across from a homeless guy who's like yeah i don't have no address i don't i don't have an address i don't have a uh, an id i don't have health i mean so just tell us man what what are you guys dealing with like on a weekly basis when you're getting around this homeless community well i mean you know just like a church service it's it's like um you know we offer the the service of servitude and and love and 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 whatnot you know but you know the you said the nitty-gritty of homeless ministry you know um you know, just because we're called church on the street doesn't mean that it's you know a lot of times people think that it's like church in the four corners building, but outdoors with no, you know, with no walls or anything. Sure. So they think that everything is going to be good, maybe, or whatnot, or in order. And it's totally the opposite. You know, we've, <laughs> we've had to break up some fights. You know, yeah. we've had to people pull out blades on people, you know, and, and Gosh. you know, so, you know, that's a lot of things that when the church culture comes Jeez. into, you know, and they, they're just wanting to come out there with the motives and the intentions and the good heart that to serve. That stuff doesn't work there, does it? <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times that we have young people that come, you know, and so and they're not aware of this kind of lifestyle. They're not aware of what could happen. And, uh, you know, for the most part, um, we've I've had to, you know, break a couple of fights and I had mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, hold somebody down and, and stuff in the beginning. It was more more so in the beginning. Yeah. Than, uh, now, now it's it. The people have a lot of respect, you know, for what we come out there and do. They understand the homeless people, the street people. They understand that, man, these guys are coming out of love. They love us. And that's why they come out here, rain, shine, or snow every Sunday. You yeah. know, they always show. In the elements, man. Yeah. Kansas is hey. super hot and super cold. Hey, we're, uh, we're just going to shoot out a mass text because it snowed today. Yeah. We're not going to have show we're canceling up. church service. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. White people. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> I think that's everybody. Sometimes road conditions are hazardous, Casey. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Would you say that Jesus' road to the cross was hazardous? Come on now. All right. Come anyway, on. go hey ahead, Pocky. No, that's hey real yo. good. That's real good right there. Um, but, Jesus you know, yeah, Jake. you know, Jesus rain, shine, or snow, we always show, man. And, uh, you know, we, we show up, whether it's going to be five people or whether it's going to be, you know, 190 or, or plus, yeah. you know. And so um, we want the people to know that that no matter the condition, the weather, whatever, God still loves them and that, you know, we're there to let them know, you know, hey, man, you know, you ain't forgotten why you out here by yourself. You know, we love you. You know, God loves you first and foremost. Do Do you think that also that they because they've seen you break out fights because you've seen this kind of stuff, but yet the church continue your the I mean, the church is your body, your your body pushes out and continues to 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 push against the darkness and to, and to push against and you're not you're unfazed by those types of things that you guys keep coming and yeah. you keep showing up you know it, consistency yeah well most of us that are there we come from the streets we've lived that lifestyle so we understand it we recognize it we're aware of it so you know we're always watching out there we're always yeah. you know service even if i'm sharing the word of god that day my eyes is just always going around yeah. you know and it's not to just 
see if the people are being attentive, to see if yeah. anybody's, you know, also to see if they're being attentive, but also yeah. just to see, you know, if there's any dirt going on. We yeah. got people come out there and try to push drugs. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got pimps come out there and try Yikes. to slap some, you know, girls or try to get them back, you know, whatnot. And and so, uh, you know, wow. um, that's the stuff that we have to deal wow. with that you wouldn't deal in a regular church. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You've, well, and I think about that, too, though, sometimes. I think about what would it really look like if you go into these bigger churches or these, you know, like a really jacked up looking homeless guy with some serious issues. If he came in, would he be dismissed or would he be taken in? Right. And I think that that's a serious question that's, because I don't think that a, I think a lot of churches would ask somebody to leave yes, because they didn't look the part. You know I've what I mean? I've seen that. I've seen that happen. You know, I, uh, I remember a story that a uh, uh, a girl that came out from the streets, uh, she came out from, and this is in San Francisco, and um, it was actually in my uncle's church. She came out from the streets, and um, she heard the praise and worship that was going on, and it was the presence of God was in that place. And she came and sat in the back row of that church, you know, my uncle's church. And the people that were on that back row, when she came there and sat on there with her little mini skirt and looking all toe up, you know, People all just kind of got off that bench and just walked off, you know. Yeah. And I was just, you know, my uncle, you know, he kind of got hurt, you know, was uh, he rebuked them people, you know, because, you know, that's not God's love. You that know, we're not, supposed to yeah. love them, you know. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it happens. It's, it, I always say this, you know, it's always spiritual before it's natural. And when we go to the street it's ministry, yeah, and <clears throat> when we go to the street ministry, you know, you got to understand we're dealing in the spiritual realm. You got yeah. a lot of people out there that got demon possession. I mean, serious oh, possession. Oh, man, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's a real thing, oh, man. Bro. Like, I've seen a couple guys, yeah. like, in Teen Challenge that literally had, oh, yeah. had something come out of them that you could feel yes. the darkness coming out of You're like, whoa, this yes. is some next level stuff. They got yeah. some serious issues. When, when people are. are, are crouching down and and looking at you and speaking at you and you know it ain't good you know you just sense the uh, evil presence you know it, it's uh you know we're going into the enemy's camp I mean, that's what we're doing we're going mm. into the enemy's camp taking it by force what belongs he, to the lord the owns, gates of hell won't prevail come against on. it he owns he owns the streets though hey, man like bro. it's bad out there and, and i always share this with people i tell them man that if you're gonna come out to do, not everybody's called to do homeless ministry, <laughs> yeah. and we got to understand that. Not everybody. They, now you can come out. Everybody is called to serve. You can come mm. and do a good uh, work and a, and a yeah. uh, heart of servitude. Yeah. But not everybody's called to do uh, street ministry. You know, and I always tell people, man, you can come out, but if you come out, make sure that you got it you're together ready, yeah. and you're ready for whatever, you know, because uh, God will allow the devil to pull your covers out there, you know, <laughs> if you ain't right. You yeah. know, I've seen it happen, you know. And so, um, you know, like I said, it's spiritual before it's natural, you know, and and if you're going to be about the father's business, uh, make sure you write. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. Good so, word. so you, you said something earlier that I, I took a note cause I wanted to come back to it. Uh, you said that you guys, um, you serve in wisdom. I think mm -hmm. maybe you said that when we, when we cut out, but, um, you serve in wisdom. And so tell us a little bit about how much wisdom <laughs> goes, goes into, to discerning, like, oh, uh, it, like when you're serving in, in specifically, like how to respond to a need. Because I think it, people in Wichita, Kansas, if you go to a quick trip, you're probably going to get hit up for a buck or two. Oh yeah. You know, if you're if you're on Broadway, you're probably going to see people walking up and down the streets. And you yeah. know, just the other day, Kim and I were walking into Carlos O'Kelly's, and some lady just, dude, she came up on us quick too, like, yeah. And then just spit this like story like in five seconds. We gave her gave her a couple bucks, and then we went to walk in, and I was like, man, there was something on that woman. And Kim was like, yep. Yeah. You know, you cannot. You cannot. Not drive from North Broadway to South Broadway without seeing every single brokenness of humankind on, on that road, dude. Come like on. Broadway from North, I'm talking North Wichita to South Wichita, yeah. all the way through is a is a cesspool, dude, of yeah. Of, yeah. of sin and vice and misery, dude. Like yeah. you can see it on these people when you walk down, man. and yet we drive right down the street mm -hmm. and not even care, dude. Yeah. You know? So how do you guys yeah. discern that? How do you navigate yeah. helping and you, you know? Um, 
Man, something about the word of God, man. You know what I'm saying? It does not return. <laughs> I love Bucky's answer. Bucky's like, uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the word of God, man. Like, yeah. what else do you need to know? Some, yeah, go ahead. It, it's something about God's word, man, that that when it's brought forth with, with an anointing, with power, simplicity, and clarity, you know, it, it lands on good soil, man. And just like the word says, it does not return void. And as you're ministering, whether it be myself or somebody else, you know, it's it's when we have that service when everybody's sitting down. Now, there's order out there. We make sure there's yeah, order, yeah. you know, because sometimes there isn't order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we make it clear, you know, that, hey, as long as we're here for the two hours or however long we're here, there has to be order because the God that we profess is a God of order. So yeah, we must run good. our services in order. And so if there's any disruptions or anybody having problems with what's being said or, or, or you know, being taught, you know, we ask you keep your comments to yourself. If, you, if, if it bothers you that much, then we ask that you take a walk. And when it's time to serve the food, we'll come back and, you know, come back and we'll serve you and love on you. But, um, you know, when we bring forth the word during that time, it's it's pretty much everybody is attentive. You know, yeah, you'll have your little people talking here and there and, and sometimes being disruptive. But for the most part, you know, uh, uh, people, the majority of the people are grateful and they're attentive to the word. Yeah. Now, when we... When you hear that word being brought forth, man, you can just see it on the people's you know, eyes. I mean, you see it on their facial expression, the tears. God's ministering to them. The Holy Spirit is convicting them or tugging at their hearts. And, and that's where we're able to discern, you know, you know who, who to, to go to after, you know. Or, or that most of the times they'll come to us, you know, say, I need prayer. You know, can you, you know, uh, you know this is my situation, you know. Because there's a lot of jivers and connivers out there, you know. Oh. Yeah. Just like I yeah. was, you know. <laughs> yeah, and some, and that's a that's a man. You still, I still have to suppress inside yeah. of me, dude. Because yeah, yeah. So Go ahead. Talk. There, there's a lot of jivers and connivers out there running game, and, and they love to run game on church folk. You know, mm-hmm. especially like volunteers that come out there for the first time and don't know what's going and on. Oh man, new victim. Ran on them, yeah. <laughs> we got a new victim here. We, I can't go to the other guys because they know what's up. You know, but, <laughs> but this guy right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> so you know when the word is being brought forth man it I'm telling you, man, it brings change, man, upon yeah. those people's hearts that are receptive mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And you see it. Yeah. You see yeah. it on their faces. You see it in their in, in their facial expression. And, and a lot of the times afterwards, they come up asking for prayer and telling us what their situation is. Or we'll go to them, you know, as yeah. we're led by the Spirit. And, man, they just, some of the stories, man. Yeah. I mean, some man. Something that I, I think I heard from one of, your, one of your guys is that it's a lot easier to help people who are new to the streets rather than those who come on yeah are kind of just seasoned yeah yeah because i mean you just tell us in your own personal experience maybe someone you can think of the longest anybody's been out there on the streets here in wichita um i know a brother man he's well known out here he's been on the streets for about 14 years okay uh, and uh you know everybody knows this cat it's yeah actually yeah. this brother is the is the one that um that God had used to introduce me to church on the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, I'll never forget what he told me, man. Um, And this was about six years ago. You know, Um, I went downtown after going to a church service because I knew I needed to get plugged in after I was, you know, uh, in that season of not going to church. And um, afterwards, I just felt like, you know, the the praise, worship, preaching, teaching, everything was good. God's presence was there. And then um, I felt like, you know, Lord, is that it? You know, is that all that uh, there is? You know, I felt good and everything was good. And he goes, well, go downtown. You always say your heart is with the homeless. If the streets go downtown. That's where I met this brother. And um, I went downtown. There's a park called the Naked Lady Park. And uh, it's called the Naked Lady Park because there's a naked statue there. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody knows that that park. And so I went there and I said, man, this would be a great place to do something like a homeless ministry. I said, Lord, I wouldn't even know how, when, or how, what to begin. And this brother rolls up on his bike. <laughs> He's looking all thuggish. You know, he's looking like, you know, lokes on and everything. And 
And so, uh, you know, I had my truck parked on the street, man. My flashers were on and stuff. And he goes, is that your truck? And I looked at him and I was like, you know, kind of like, yeah, that's my truck. What's up? You know, because I didn't know how what his intentions <laughs> or motives was, you know. It's so, like, uh, them some nice shoes. What size yeah, are they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my size. I was like, bro, you, you coming to the wrong brother, man. <laughs> I love Jesus, but I'll protect myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he just came up, you know, he just came. He goes, oh, man, I just want to let you know your hazards are on. I said, oh, man, well, good looking out, man. So after I've kind of seen that he was looking out for me, I kind uh-huh. of like deflated, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so um, <laughs> he's the one that put me up on the game of uh, the homelessness situation out here in Wichita. Really? And yeah. uh, he'd been out here on the streets and, 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 um, Come to find out, yeah, everybody didn't know this brother, you know. I say his name and everybody, oh, yeah, you know, we know him. Sure. And he's gotten a little bit of everything. And, and he said something to me because I asked him, I said, what? I said, I've done street ministry in home, you know, street ministry in Hawaii and California. But I said, out here, what's what's the street ministry like or what's the homeless situation like? Is Do you see an increase? Do you see a decrease? You know, is there more uh, single men, single women and families? And he goes, you know, it used to be a lot of single men and women coming out young people but now you're starting to see families come out mm-hmm. and i said do you see a decrease or do you see an increase and he goes are you crazy he goes man it's getting worse out here mm-hmm. and he goes he go, and i'm telling you this is what he told me and and it came to pass and it's it's been so true man and when he said it i didn't realize man how powerful and effective it is but he said he goes there's big money in the homeless being homeless and I was like, what? I was like, how can you make money off the homeless? They ain't got no money, you know? And and then he put me up on game. He goes, you got businesses, you have churches, you have non-profits, organizations, yeah. nonprofits that all say that they're doing something for the homeless. And so they get grants, they get this, they get that, you know, from the government, for wherever. And say, for example, an organization or church gets something, $50,000, because this is what they're doing for the homeless. And so, you know, who's to say that they just do 10000 for the homeless and keep and pocket the rest, you know? And so when he was telling me that, you know, I was like, I always had that in the back of my mind until recently when something like that happened. And I was like, wow. I said, this brother told me this six years ago, and yeah. now this is, I've seen it now. Dang, and I, son. Yeah. And so it stuck with me, the the. The situation with the homeless everywhere in, in, in throughout the world or throughout the nation, it's not going to get better. Why? Because there's profit in it. If you got homeless. That's terrible. Hey, you know what, man? At least homeless people are real, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, bro. You, I'm telling you. I've, I've met a doctor, uh, a doctor that was out there <laughs> digging out of the trash cans. I mean, a licensed doctor that was out there digging out a trash can. He lost his license for whatever Got all messed up on drugs and whatnot, wow. or homelessness and whatnot. And uh, one of the brothers told me, he goes, see that guy digging in the dumpster? And I said, yeah. And he goes, what's his story, man? He said, yeah, that's a doctor. I'm like, like a doctor, doctor? He goes, yeah. I was like, you do, you just don't know who's out there, man. That's uh, crazy. And um, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's amazing. It, it kind of gives you a whole different picture about the homeless situation. You know, it's kind of like Jesus. When Jesus was here on earth... I mean, how many hospitals do you think were full in Jesus' time? Everybody was coming out of the hospital getting healed, you know, yeah. getting delivered. <laughs> who, who's, who was it affecting? It was affecting the doctors, you know, because they weren't making no money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you know what I'm saying? Dang, that's a, your philosophy on homeless ministry is very cool. Oh, it opens like up, man. I like that kind of deep thought, that kind of questioning of things, man, because I think that's the thing that we're lacking in our churches yeah. is, actually, is asking questions about those kind of things. We just kind of fall into it and fall into routine. Yes. And yes. then we just let the machine power itself. Yes. And, you know, like yep. we, but I love the questions that you raise in your mind about that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, what were the hospitals in Jesus' time Man. like? Empty, like yeah. his tomb. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, when, that's Jesus, awesome. when Jesus was in, going through a village or something, man, word spread out, man, that, oh, the Messiah, Jesus is here. You know, Rabbi, this dude, whoever this dude is that's healing people, man, he's coming through our town. Well, let's get our. They left work. They yeah. left. I mean, every business was they shut left, yeah, down. G- like, they G- got their loved ones out of the doctors, out of the hospitals. Yeah, you know? the kingdom of God shifts social, economic, and Come and, on. and government. Come on. It, no wonder. No wonder they wanted to kill him. 
Yeah. Yeah, he 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 ruptured everything. Absolutely everything. The the Pharisees were upset at him, but think about they he even he even turned their world upside down because yeah. they were making money off of the people. Yeah. And then when Jesus came on the scene, man, you know, t- uh, uh, my favorite story that I talk about is in Matthew 21 verse 12. Um uh um the story I always refer to is in Matthew 21, uh, verse 12 to 17, 16. And it talks about the story of Jesus going in there and, and setting order in the house of the Lord because, mm. because the religious leaders were making money off of the, the people that were coming there to praise and to worship the Lord. And, mm. and you had these money changers and you had these people dealing, you know, making money on the side. Now, the religious leaders weren't doing it, but they were on the side getting their cut. You know what I'm saying? And so here mm-hmm. comes Jesus saying, hey, this, ain't, this isn't what it's supposed to be about. My father's house is supposed to be a place of prayer, a place of worship, a place where people can come and seek my face and grow in the word and this and that. But it wasn't being that, you know. And I love what it talks about because it says that when there was out of order, nothing was taking place. There were no signs, wonders, miracles taking place. Nobody was getting healed. Nobody was was getting delivered or set free but when he came in and set order in the house of the lord mm. bible says then after then after everyone that was sick everyone that was ill disease man they came in and they were all healed mm. guess who that affected it affected the church the leaders the spiritual yeah. leaders that were making money off the people well they got shown for what they were man. yeah yeah mm. and, and humiliated him Oh, man. So, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, street ministry will open up your eyes to what's going on in the world, man. I mean, yeah. every aspect of it, you know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, not to not to mention, and this is probably another podcast, but the mental illness. Oh, we're, right. we're absolutely, Pocky, you're going to have to come back again. I mean, I mean, it. we have to do a part two of this because this is just too, this, the, 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 the amount of stuff that you have to cover and the, and the conversation that, yeah, has to, that has to happen that so that people can understand it, and this can be fruitful to people is is it, this is going to require maybe my, maybe two more podcasts you know i mean it you know so the next we have casey's trying to lock you in no we said we don't have nobody locked in but i'm, I'm interested yeah. in this and this is yeah. a very good thing man and I it think really that, is and, you know we've gone a long time right yeah. now so, you know, yeah. and yeah. so so, so, so to talk have, about you, so little time so yeah. gonna, we need the next episode to be yeah us continuing mm-hmm. on this. let's get ready for the next episode to god so 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 my question always is is, and I'll ask this at the almost at the end at the end of almost every podcast is is so what do we do and so I want to I want to contextualize that as far as for you guys church on the street um, how can people find you how can people support you how can people pray for you like what can we as the body of Christ man bro do for, for you guys man, more than anything we need the prayers you know um, mm-hmm. of God's people man that you know you may not be called to street ministry but everybody's called to prayer you know and, and so more than anything we need the prayers of God's people uh, just to help us because it's it takes a lot out on us that are out there you know faithfully every Sunday yep um, especially when we have urge uh, injuries and surgeries going on and then it weighs on to the other people you know and we you know the Bible says man that the the laborers are few but the heart the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few that's that's our dilemma you know um, we're gonna go out there if we have five people, three people. We'll still be out there, you know, because yeah. uh, so the need is great. Are, are so you, you don't want you don't you're you're you don't want bodies just to have bodies. You want people. You want the prayers of God's people to bring in the people that are going to work. Yes, you know, if 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 there would be a prayer request, um, it would be Lord. Bring the people that you called to this type of ministry, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, that that you've called for the loss, that you've called for the hurting and for this type of atmosphere, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. not everybody's called to it. Yeah. You know, and un- we understand yeah. that, so, you know, and when you're in a place where where you're not called to, man, it's yeah. not going to, you know, sure. it's not going to. Do you, do, you, do you want people, do you care if people know where you guys meet? Is there oh, a way yeah. to find you on Facebook? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a church uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, called just simply Church on the street wichita kansas yeah uh we have two sites um we have one at uh bite me barbecue uh behind uh, bite me barbecue in the back alley it's off of uh douglas and saint francis mm-hmm. um if you ain't looking for it you, i mean if you're looking for it you ain't gonna find it 
<laughs> you got to go behind Bite yeah, Me Barbecue, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is off of St. Francis. Yeah. Uh, that's where we have our bigger crowd. Uh, it could be anywhere from 150 plus to, you know, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second location we have is at um, uh, Pine Street and Broadway, North Broadway. Yeah. Uh, right there on the corner uh, by Second Chance Second Bail Chance Bonds. Bail Bonds, yeah. And so uh, that that area is more uh, to the, the low income, you know, uh, that, that are there. Yeah. You know, we try to cater to them and, and just give the word and love them. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's our locations. That's where we're at. Um, uh, if you're interested, anybody's interested in wanting to serve or they feel like they have a call of God on their lives to do this type of ministry, man, we're, yeah. we're, come on through, man. You know, sure. come visit us. Yeah. Uh, look for Brother Pocky or Rocky, uh, PC or Brother Marvin. Uh, mm-hmm. Get with us and we can, uh, yeah. you know, kind of just, you know, get you'll, to meet you. You'll know Pocky when you see him. If you listen to this yeah. whole thing, you'll know him when you see him. So, <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's my last question. I didn't plan on doing this, but I just felt led to ask, is there any way that people can give to your ministry oh, financially yeah. um uh, you can reach us at uh, church on the uh, church on the street facebook page okay um and they you know if somebody wants to give a, a love yeah, offering sure. or help financially mm-hmm. uh, man we welcome yeah that these as well. these guys you feed how many people every week uh honestly uh probably about anywhere from 200 plus with both locations yeah, yeah. food i mean meals yeah. or sacrament whatever it is yeah. i mean every single weekend yes 52 yes. weekends out of the year these yes. guys are feeding 200 yeah. plus homeless people Rain, and shine or snow preach the lizard the, will show <laughs> pre- preaching the word and man yeah. doing it so pocky yeah. we love you man hey, we'll, we'll you certainly back, yeah so we'll have you back we're gonna have you back like okay. literally here in a couple weeks let for me the know. next step for the recording if you're down yeah if yeah, you're in yeah, town she's down <laughs> well, hey, yeah, I, we we'll, we'll get it scheduled. Okay. We'll get it scheduled. All right, you just so let me know. Yeah, man, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Salty Dogs Podcast. Follow us on it, Facebook, and Instagram, might, and Twitter. It, it might not seem like I love you or white people, but I do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just I'm facetious. Yeah, yeah. Casey's awesome. At Salty Dogs Cast, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe. Leave a review and also we haven't gotten one yet but we want an email somebody email us let us know what you think uh questions comments concerns email just says hey i'm listening (laughs) (laughs) you can email us salty dogs podcast at gmail.com we want to hear from you guys thank you so much we love you and we'll we'll talk to you again there it is